before dawn, milk cows work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And today we're joined by Leonor Cravota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So we have a big Supreme Court justice, uh, Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS decision on affirmative action. What's that about? Well, well, that's about it. There two separate universities, Harvard and University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. The Supreme Court ruled I guess you would say, in favor of not having affirmative action. So, which was, so, you know, the, the rulings kind of went the way you would have thought they would go. Uh, it was six to three. Um, in the Harvard case, uh, I can never pronounce her first name, Katanji Katanji Brown-Jackson. Katanji Brown-Jackson had to recuse herself because she had a personal affiliation with Harvard. So, so Katanji Brown Jackson, uh, Sotomayor, and you know, and Kagan were obviously the dissenting uh, votes. But basically, you know, what John Roberts wrote was a judiciary that picks winners and losers based on the color of their skin. Um, well, you know, so you can't have that. You can't, you know, have a s- situation where you have it, you, winners and losers being chosen based on color. Now, that being said, um, the you can still, when you apply to a college. In your personal essay, if you want to talk about how race has impacted you or, you know, your minority status has played a role in your life, your culture has played a role in your life, you're certainly not precluded from doing so. It's just that there's there aren't going to be the quotas that we've heard about, which have been statistically favoring black students where you could have a situation where four out of five black students will get in um, and at the, at the same time, a much lower threshold is in place for uh, or much higher threshold is in place for white and Asian students. And you have had situations where a much less qualified black student was admitted in place of a more qualified white or Asian student. Now, obviously not all the time, but what's interesting about this is this shows the racism of the affirmative action, you know, in recent years, because isn't it racist to basically say that you would not be admitted based on your ability that you need to have these quotas in place. I mean, years ago, that was true, because years ago, we didn't have, 
you know, the advantages that are now in society right now. Years ago, we hadn't had a black president or a black vice president or multiple black Supreme Court justices. You know, we uh, we have gotten past, you know, those elements of our history. So this affirmative action just based on racial quota alone no real no longer has a place in society well a lot of the uh, liberals seem to disagree with you. oh yeah a lot of and people the president the vice president i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the usual suspects like uh never forget that the moment that supreme court struck down systematic racism in america the first voices screaming in opposition were barack obama michelle obama joe biden kind of tells you Everything you need to know. But then their disciples, you know, their Kool-Aid drinking followers like Erica Marsh. So this woman as uh, you know, an influencer online, probably in the news media. Uh, do you think they realize how racist this crap is or sounds? Mm-hmm. So listen to what she has to say and tell me if this doesn't sound racist to mm-hmm. you. And derogatory toward all black people. Today's Supreme Court decision is... Now, this is Erica Marsh. Okay, mm-hmm. this is this woman. Look her up. Uh, Eri, it's, uh, she's at Erica Report on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system... <laughs> Which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. Well, did she hear what she just said? (laughs) She said if it was based on actual merit, no black person would be able to succeed. She is insulting black people everywhere. Look at Clarence Thomas. And you know the interesting thing about Clarence Thomas? The the people from the left are intimating that he benefited from affirmative action. He didn't. Yeah, he really didn't. He may have benefited from people, you know, recognizing his ability. And I wonder what Thomas Sowell has to say about that comment. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For every person who's had to prove themselves the hard way, this is also insulting because the people that are truly gifted of any race should have every opportunity. This is a very cute 20-something, it looks like, blonde cutesy girl from probably dc got her you know got it well educated i'm sure and i'm going to read it again today's supreme court decision is a on affirmative action is a direct attack on black people no black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system wow and you know the crazy thing about it? There's going to be tons of people cheering her on and agreeing with her without really realizing what she's oh saying. My God. This the- young woman, good looking or not, popular or not, has insulted black people everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here's the, here's the thing, though. Everybody's talking about the workaround. I'm going to read to you Trump, what Trump said. Trump Truth on Truth Social, he says this. This is a great day for America. People with extraordinary ability and everything else necessary for success, including future greatness for our country, are finally being rewarded. This is the ruling everyone was waiting and hoping for, and the result was amazing. It will also keep us competitive with the rest of the world, because the Mm -hmm. rest of the world's not doing this stupid thing. So Lyndon Baines Johnson, well, right. uh, uh, work up 
Our greatest minds must be cherished, and that's what this wonderful day has brought. We're going back to all merit-based, and that's the way it should be. And you know what? Uh, thank you, Donald Trump, for you know uh, confirming justices. I believe uh, DeSantis said he probably wasn't happy with all the justices that uh, Trump picked, but you know this works out. Religious freedom was another one. Yes, there was another case uh, for that a U.S. Had, postal for uh, a U.S. Worker. postal worker. The case was Groff versus DeJoy, and basically what happened was it, there, there used to be a case back in 1977 called the Trans World Airlines versus Hardison. And in those days, there was a requirement, a de minimis requirement, meaning that your religious accommodation had to have a minimal impact on the business. Well, that minimal impact requirement has now been thrown out. So uh, even if you have a, a significant impact on the business, you are still accommodated um, your religious freedom. So in other words, if you are a person who worships on Sundays or for that matter, a person who worships on Saturdays, you should not be expected to work on that day and somebody else sh- should cover for you. Now, that being said, there would be something that you would have to do in, you know, to compensate for that. But, but they accommodate every other religion, but... Christianity. Well, and also and also Ju- Judaism because of somebody because yeah. what happened Christians and Jews. Cuz what happened in this instance is th- this particular postal worker when he was hired 11 years ago in Pennsylvania, he was fought, th- th- that office didn't deliver on Sundays, but then they went into a contract with guess who? Amazon, and suddenly delivery was required on Sundays, and that's what happened. So it's interesting, you know, we talk about this all the time how corporations are in some ways taking away our personal liberties and our family time. Oh, that's what that's what the World yeah, Economic what, Forum is all about. And we have a real quick clip about that, um, about Klaus Schwab going off. I mean, who elected this guy and made him boss? Yeah. Nobody. Um, he's the boss. But listen to Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, he's a presidential candidate that... Uh, we like. We we heard him speak yeah. last year. He's he's very well spoken. Yeah, at the uh, Women's International Forum or the, something like that. Yeah, the the Women's Forum. Yeah. Yeah, let's take a listen to what he had to say about this case yeah, because he brings in a little bit of history to it. Uh, let's. Th- I'm still making my way through reading the opinion, but I am glad that the U.S. Supreme Court has finally put an end to race-based affirmative action in college admissions one of the most disastrous and failed policy experiments of the last century. America is founded on merit, and we need to put the merit back into America. Now, I want you to mark my words on this because it's really already happening. These elite universities have already prepared for this decision and are preparing shadow practices to achieve the same goal, but in a way that evades accountability from the law deprioritizing the importance of test scores, using zip codes and other creative information to be able to achieve those same goals. That's also unlawful. As U.S. President, I will direct the Department of Justice to end these illegal practices. And I'll go further to rescind Lyndon Johnson's disastrous Executive Order 11246, which extended these race-based quota systems into the private sector, saying that if you're a company that does business with the U.S. government, that encompasses today about 20% of the U.S. workforce, you have to adopt these race-based quota systems. These systems cause us to see one another on the basis of the color of our skin, rather than the content of our character and our contributions. That is un-American. 
It's unfair fundamentally to white Americans and Asian Americans. It is also unfair to black Americans and Hispanic Americans who achieved their positions on the basis of merit, but who are quietly looked down upon by their colleagues, whether or not people are willing to admit it, that's the truth, when there are race-based quota systems. And I can think of no better way to foster and fuel racism than to take something away from a different racial group based on the color of their skin. It's anti-American, it's fueling racism in all directions, it's anti-meritocratic, and I think the Supreme Court has taken a meaningful step today as U.S. president, I will take that principle to every sphere of American life. Meritocracy is part of what it means to be an American, and we're going to restore it. And uh, that said from a man of color, right? Yes. But here is the workaround. This is what's going on. So what he's talking about is there's going to be a shadow effort that's un- now deemed mm-hmm. unconstitutional mm-hmm. because it's a violation of law, at least. And, of course, discrimination, I think affirmative action was always unconstitutional. That's why the Supreme Court of the United mm-hmm. States ruled the way they did. Yeah. It doesn't hold water. And and they also added one little disclaimer into that ruling, which is it's time. Meaning, at what point in time do you continue with this reparations and all these different things? You know, we know that the crime and the DAs are all about reparations agenda. And we know that allowing uh, people to steal $950 worth of stuff and get away with it uh, without even a slap on the wrist um, is harmful to society, but it's also discriminatory in that if it's a black person or a person of color or a Hispanic person that's going in looting a store, they get away with it. But if you or I were to go in there um, and steal... We would be thrown in jail that yeah. very day. We would be told um, to check is, our white privilege. Yeah. And um, and then this blows a hole. This ruling also blows a hole into the whole power agenda, the power grab agenda. You remember that flag we've been talking about, the one we did not see in all of Europe, the one that Europe looks at as trash. Okay. And God, you know, God forbid, we're not allowed to look at that flag as trash. We would be called a homophobe, a racist, a white supremacist, stuff like that. Europe, they have no no time for this nonsense. And so, um, the Black Lives Matter slash trans slash LGBTQ hijack of each individual group, uh, this Black Lives Matter Marxist militant group and the tranny group and the LGBT group have merged together forces to not only generate funds for political campaigns to help the liberals gain power, but also to push this equity program, this basically this discriminatory, race racist, uh, agenda-driven, indoctrinating uh, promiscuity program from the left 
And that's what's happening here. And the Europeans do not view this as progress. Or or let me put it this way. Certain European countries do not view this as progress. And they fault the Americans. Like, you know, as we discussed in France, and I am going to be doing some additional writing about this. uh, There are a lot of people in the academic community who blame the American universities for this infiltration of this transgender identity, this, uh, you know, this race identity, because a lot of these things were already present and people were just kind of dealing with them to suddenly go into identity politics and militarize education just as we are militarizing <laughs> politics is, you know, putting our society on the brink of disaster. Well, here's an old fart from uh, Cal Berkeley. An old fart? <laughs> yeah, Berkeley Law School Dean Erwin Kemerinsky. He looks a lot like Noam Chomsky. You know, he's just wearing like his little sweater and... and uh, teaching his children, his, his students, explains how he has secretly enacted a policy at Cal Berkeley, Berkeley Law School, Dean Erwin Kemerinsky, a radical liberal, socialist Marxist, running the show over there at Cal Berkeley, explains how he has secretly enacted a policy of racial discrimination in faculty hiring, which explains why we have 98% of the professors that get a tenure track are liberal, right? And then they spew Mm -hmm. liberal, socialist, Marxist values onto their students. They discriminate against conservatives with grades, and they coerce uh, conservative students by holding that bribery, you tow my line or you get a bad grade. Isn't that no different? Isn't that is that any different than the Bidens saying we're going to withhold a billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor that's investigating my son's corruption and criminal behavior? And while I sell out America uh, policy, uh, sell America policies for pay to play. And we know that senators and congressmen have been doing that for decades and decades and maybe a century. But. To see it on full display in the White House without even a hint of worry that they're going to be prosecuted, not even a stressful concern. We saw Hillary do that. We see Fauci do that because he's protected by the CIA, USAID, the whole bureaucratic government, the DOD, the Pentagon, and on and on. The Fauci looked and acted invincible. And now he's bought the most expensive house in the D.C. area on the Potomac. Uh, I'm going to get into that a little later. But let's listen to this professor, Berkeley Law School Dean Erwin Chemerinsky, explaining how he has secretly enacted a policy of racial discrimination and faculty hiring. This guy should be fired on the spot. And it's illegal in California. If I'm ever deposed, I'm going to deny I said this to you, he says while on tape. What a moron. What I mean by unstated affirmative action is what if the college or university doesn't tell anybody, doesn't make any public statements, but still wants to. I'll give you an example from our law school, but if ever I'm deposed, I'm going to deny I said this to you. Um, when we do faculty hiring, we're quite conscious that diversity is important to us. 
and we say diversity is important, it's fine to say that. But I'm very careful when we have a faculty appointments committee meeting. Anytime somebody says, you know, we should really prefer this candidate over this candidate because this person would add diversity, don't say that. You can think it, you can vote it, but our discussions are not privileged, so don't ever articulate that that's what you're doing. Well, that works more easily with regard to faculty hiring. With regard to student admissions, it becomes more difficult because it's a statistical measure. So they do it with faculty. They're clearly admitting that, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and then, uh, but it's harder to do with students yeah. because it's such a broad swath Absolutely. of people. Absolutely. Isn't that disgusting? It is disgusting. And we see that in our journalistic board. Mm-hmm. We, that's why we have the media that's so biased, left-wing, uh, left-wing, has such left-wing bias. And so you have all this liberal, I mean, I worked at a magazine. I saw the editorial board and I knew the intolerance of the left always. And this was back in the early 90s. And, you know, you just see it on full display. And it's quite obvious. I mean, if you look at all the president's men, and what we used to think when we were children and watched that uh, when we were younger is we used to think this was journalistic integrity. We were Sitting s- around, everybody was really trying hard to be fair and balanced and neutral. Of course, we know what nut jobs Woodward and Bernstein have become. They, they've showed their colors throughout the last several decades. Because they're, st- because they're still alive. And there were certain things in that story that were not properly presented in both the book and the movie. Although I still like the book and the movie. But I will say about this is the one thing that they did talk about was if you're going to accuse somebody of something, you better be right. And the reality is, is we accuse people all the time of things and we're not sure that we're right happens all the time with president trump so liberals and uh, i was (laughs) searching on twitter for some uh, libtards well what happened was i wasn't searching um you don't have to search for libtards they just find you no no no. i it was trending i was like libtards is trending hmm and this this video audio came up and it's the same actor doing both parts and it's a comedy sketch and Mm -hmm. i thought Hey, you know, it's uh, yeah. it's time to have a little levity. So here we go. Uh, where, should I wear a mask? We know that masks don't really stop you from getting this type of infection. The, the science is pretty much settled on this. Masks don't work. Okay, so no mask. Actually, they're mandatory. And also, we're shutting down everything. Wait, what? Yeah, it's called lockdown. I'm basically declaring martial law and saying that you can't leave your house or gather in large groups. How do you think you're going to get people to go along with this? Well, it's only for two weeks. It's going to last forever, isn't it? Maybe. And you're shutting everything down? Everything? Every restaurant? Every store? Yep, absolutely everything. Everything's shut down. We're all in this together. So like, even like Walmart and Target? No, they can stay open. Okay, well, what about like McDonald's or Taco Bell? <laughs> Obviously, McDonald's and Taco Bell can stay open. Okay, so the big chain stores can stay open, but if a small business tries to stay open, we will send a tank and point a rifle in their face and maybe send them to jail. But it's only for two weeks or years or whatever. I mean, won't that crash the economy? Oh, yeah, 100% for sure. Okay, but this stops the virus. It does not, no. Okay, uh, other than masks that don't work and lockdowns that don't work, is there anything else you suggest that we do? Oh, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm, I'm imposing plastic barriers and uh, social distancing as well. 
Okay, so those work. <laughs> no, of course not. It's ridiculous. Just think about it. But we do encourage contact tracing where you download our app to your phone and then use it to log everywhere you go and everything you do and everyone you interact with. It sounds like a precursor to vaccine passports. No way. That's crazy. Hey, by the way, we sent a uh, investigative team to figure out the origins of the virus. Oh, so you're investigating the lab? No. Uh, okay, well, who are you sending to investigate? The guy who runs the lab. Yeah, this sounds suspicious. It's not. I mean, the whole thing sounds sketchy. Nothing you're saying really makes any sense. And it seems like the same people imposing the masks and lockdowns are the same people that are benefiting from it. And it seems like it's going to have way worse long-term effects than the virus itself. I mean, all of this seems arbitrary and expensive. Well, it's only until we get the vaccine. And, and actually, it's going to be a wonderful, revolutionary new mRNA vaccine. So, you know, thank God we have Bill Gates helping us with this. Uh, Bill Gates, isn't he the one who thinks the most pressing issue the Earth faces is overpopulation and that the best way to reduce population is through vaccines? Uh, didn't he give a TED Talk to that effect? No, shut up. He loves you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, right? Should I wear it? All right. So uh, that, that brings me to the next point. Um, July 1st, which is right around the corner. Right around the corner. July 1st. Um, is Fed now is Fed now the Fed now is the digital currency that's being pushed out by the right, Fed. Right. I have a clip. I'm going to address that subject uh, with a, someone who uh, seems to know what he's talking about. Um, I just ran across this uh, thing. I you heard me mention um, Dr. Fauci. Uh, so it says here, Fauci buys exclusive 150-acre luxury retreat on the Potomac. Rumored $18.9 million price tag makes it the most expensive estate in the area. <laughs> I don't know. No I, surprise there. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, all right. Also, you know, talking about liberal bias in universities, liberal bias in the media, liberal bias in the editorial boardrooms, liberal bias... Uh, in, the, in our medicine, in our medical, mm -hmm. pharmaceutical, liberal bias, you know, with globalism. And what that comedy sketch addressed also is the reason why small mom and pops and churches and things like that were shut down and socialist rallies like the Black Lives Matter Marxist groups um, were allowed to uh, thrive and get together. And remember Big Bird de Blasio said, you know, what, some things are more important than others. Yes. Well, that's because one is pushing a globalist agenda, which is the Black Lives Matter group and Antifa and and the, uh, you know, the uh, trans and the LGBTQ. They're all pushing globalism and they're all supporting Ukraine and the death and destruction and the racists and the Nazis over there. They're supporting pedophilia. And yet, you know, the people that support family God, Christianity, mm -hmm. church, you know, religious freedom. Those are the people that aren't, you know, necessarily going to prioritize and put government first, right? They're going to put yeah. God first. They're going to put family first, right? All right. So naturally, they were the ones during COVID that were shut down. Yeah. Do you think that's, a, Leonora, do you think that's a coincidence? No. There are no coincidences. Yeah, small mom and pop shops that don't have a seat at the table at Davos every year. They were shut out. Yeah. But the multinational corporations and the people and the drugs, meaning the alcohol stores, 
during COVID were all left open. Well, I wrote about so, that at the time, and I think that was because they were so afraid that people would rise up and just go crazy during COVID. And this was, again, an attempt to control the masses, right. which is another form of, you know, It's easier socialism. to control a drunk. Yeah, yeah, you know, control the drunks, give a, you know, make us all lotus eaters, let us sit at home with our Netflix and our glasses of wine. That's what they were trying to do. Let you let you, let you feel like you're okay because you can, you, can, you can go into a studio. Not only that, you'll die earlier. Right, if you, exactly. If you drink a lot, you you'll drink, die if you faster, drink, if which you, is what Bill Gates apparently wanted. Well, that's what they were doing. It was amazing because uh, people were watching so much more streaming television because they were at home and had nothing to do. And they were going to the liquor stores because yeah. they had nothing else they could do. You know, I was going to go out yesterday and go for a long, long walk. But uh, guess what? You couldn't I, go. I uh, And our pool, the pool in our building was shut down yesterday. Because of, of air. air quality. Yeah. We're in 2023 and we can't even keep our air clean now. And this thing that's going on in Ottawa, there's something strange about yeah. it. And we're going to talk about that today. Uh, there's um, benzene and formaldehyde mm-hmm. in the air. Yep. Um, we're going to address that as well. But before we go, this bias in the ESG um, component. Carl Farberger, Carl Farberger says he's a woman now. Okay, it's a guy, but now he's a woman. He also has an ESG board pushing LGBT propaganda and the 2030 agenda on companies. Thoughts? So, I mean, think about that. You got a guy with red nail polish and uh, dressing up like a you know freak, and his name's Carl Farberger, has all the power to control your life, and he's never been elected to jack crap, right? Now, here's this Fed Now thing. Let's take a listen to this. I think there's one um, thing where the guy says bull crap in the wrong way. Um, but uh, other than that, I tested this out to be clean. This guy's wearing shades. He's in, a, in some sort of a library. But um, the truth about Fed Now, which will go into effect on July 1st, let's take a listen to what this guy has to say. It's about a minute long. Okay, so you got to understand the steps that are going to take place. Well, now once the Fed Now system goes in place, it's supposed to go online July 1st. That's the infrastructure that allows the CBD uh, C to work. Now, they're saying the cover story, if you Google what that is, it says it's a payment processing, point to point. So it's instantaneous. That's all bullshit. That's the cover story. Because if they told you this is the infrastructure for what's going to make you a slave from now on, nobody would go for it. Like they would revolt. So they have to put a cover story out about what it is so that they'll, you'll allow it to go in place. So just know that that story is bull. Once that's in place, you'll watch the market start to decline because now they're set up and they need to crash the markets, cut off the supply of money, which is already happening in other countries. If you've not seen the videos, because they only last a few minutes when people post them before they take them down, of the riots going on and the banks being burnt to the ground in other countries right now, because they've already seized their money. They've got a total blackout on it in the media. Wow, that's kind of scary stuff, right? And that's what that that, uh, FedNow is going to control your money. And when they control your money, it's going to be a... A big problem. I have a couple of more. This is the one about the air quality. Let's take a listen to this guy. He's a Canadian. Angry beekeeper here. You guys know you're breathing poison right now, right? 
I walked out of my house this morning and I smelt burning plastic. So I got on the Google right away and I looked, where is this plastic fire? Well, there was no gigantic plastic fire. What we are smelling is the smoke from Northern Ontario and Northern Quebec, the forest fires. Now, what is happening? That wood smoke is going up into the atmosphere and it's mixing with water. Ultraviolet radiation from the sun is causing chemical processes to turn it into formaldehyde and benzene. Yes, I said formaldehyde. We all know what they use that for. And benzene causes cancer at four parts per billion. I typically like to make TikToks and spread love and joy and prance around and talk about bees and all things good, but I'm sorry guys, this TikTok is not about that. The best we can do is stay in our homes with the windows shut, run your air conditioners. That's all I got, guys. Now, you know, there was the, uh, this guy who had an air quality meter. In right. his house, it was clean. And outside of his house, it was extremely red alert, dirty. Right. And he was in Michigan, but um, it's happening like you. It was a sunny day yesterday. Right. And. I I couldn't even go out. Um, it was so cloudy, and there was a haze. It wasn't like you couldn't see the blue sky. Right. I, I don't remember a fire all the way up in Ottawa that ever had this impact. You know, not, not for weeks. This right. has been going on for a long time. It's it's kind of crazy. Like there's something else going on. There's here. something else going on. Yeah. Uh, and I I don't know what it is. I don't pretend to know, but. Uh, I, I will say that uh, you want to be skeptical, considering what they've done with COVID and the yes, bioweapon. Uh, who's to say they wouldn't do something with a chemical weapon? Um, these people that we're dealing with, these globalists, are evil. And could this be the next precursor to mask mandates Again, right? right? Because yeah. no one's going to buy into the uh, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you know. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame, shame on, on me. me. Exactly. Nobody's going to bite that apple again because they're going to be like the hell with you, right? Right. Um, so it's it's they can no longer go to the pharmaceutical well and the pandemic well, especially when you only have uh, one pandemic every hundred years. So True. Uh, what, why all of a sudden are we having pandemics every other year, right? Right. So they can't get away with that. So now they're going to have climate change. They're going to use climate as the weapon. So climate caused the fire. The fire is causing the reaction. And you're going to have to wear masks. You're going to have to crack down on uh, climate um, and DEI and ESG. And, and all these things were real. We warned you. The globalists warned you. And this is how we're going to get our agenda done. And this whole thing is, is being pushed out. And I guarantee you it's designed to rig elections. The globalists are, like I said, RFK goes against DeSantis. You're going to have the globalists favoring DeSantis. It, if, if it's Trump versus RFK, the globalists are not going to bother rigging the election. If it's Biden, Biden and DeSantis, the uh, I would imagine the globalists are probably going to go for DeSantis. They're not going to bother rigging the election because you're either going to have two globalists or two anti-globalists. And the the positive positive is zero. Negative negative is zero. But as soon as you get a positive negative, whether it's DeSantis RFK 
or Biden versus Trump. Either one of those minus plus crisscross, then you're going to have basically an interest in the outcome of the election, and that's when you're going to have rigging. I'm the only one that's saying that, and I, I believe that to be true. That's the sensation and what's so interesting about RFK's position in the Democrat Party right now, but I actually think that if he were to emerge as the uh, front runner for some reason, you will then see Biden get impeached. Kamala will be the next um, candidate, uh, the next president, and she'll bring in Gavin Newsom to to uh, mm-hmm. to to win that right. So and uh, bring the globalist money in. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, more Scott and Lenore. Hey. Um, so I'm thinking, how about uh, next year when uh, people are getting their returns that uh, they only get it in digital currency? Yeah, I mean, it's very possible. Uh, I don't, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening in Europe right now with the um, IMF and the World Bank and uh, uh, Lagarde, the, this woman that uh, is head of the European uh, Union uh, Bank, and uh, she's she's saying that I think it's October is their goal for digital currency. Fed now is in July, and uh, and the I I believe that's also what the IRS investment was about. What Biden was talking about mm-hmm. eighty seven thousand new uh, IRS employees, eighty billion dollars. That was all to roll out digital currency. That wasn't mm-hmm. about I, you know, and, I, and I and I think. Yeah. I think they're going to use the tax, uh, the taxes to uh, to to try and implement it to force people to uh, adopt it. Right. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know enough about the subject yet. I, I will be learning about it. Um, I do know this that uh, they're trying to control our energy. They're trying to control our health. They're trying to control um, our our whereabouts. You know, our our mobility. Um, they want to control our movement, you know, uh, same thing. But they also want to well, control like, your money. So yeah, they're controlling it, well, your like food a, and your energy and your money. That's that's a lot of control. Yeah, I I get an email from uh, from my cable provider and uh, uh, telling me about um, being prepared for uh, you know wild wildfires and stuff like that. And as part of it, it says uh, it mentions. Um, Public safety power shutoff. Okay, can I don't know. you explain to me? Can you explain to me a, a a situation where shutting off the power would benefit public safety? Yeah, no, it wouldn't. Um, and the other thing is, I guarantee you. Speaking of fires, you got the Ottawa one. I guarantee you, they're going to pull the same crap. In California, you're going to see. Oh one of yeah, the worst, we're going to burn, dude. Yeah, you, you're going to see one of the worst California fires in history, and they're already doing a lot of propaganda in Texas. Um, but uh, but a lot of the important scientists that are retired and no longer getting the money to say what they supposed to say are debunking climate, uh, especially the the. the co-founder of uh, the Weather Channel and uh, also the co-founder of Greenpeace. Both of those people. But, uh, hey, we well, got... Well, the thing is, is that it, I think if, if 
is even if you expose it for the fraud that it is, they'll just shift attention to something else. Right, right. It's all distraction. Hey, we, we have a tight schedule today, but thank you for calling okay. in. All right, take care. Okay, love you guys. Bye. All right, thanks. All right. Love you too. <laughs> Love you too. <laughs> based on nearly every metric across the Charlie Kirk writes, every based on every metric across all regions and age groups, when the left gets control of education, standards drop, test scores plummet, and students are hurt. It's the left that is pushing to abolish associated uh no. AP scores, okay, and honors classes because of racism. It's the left that wants to abolish ACT, ACT, and SAT scores from being used in college admission because of racism. If the left left control teachers' unions, which kept schools closed during COVID, leading to a historic collapse in it was the left that did that, right? The teachers' unions. It's the left that pushes sexually explicit content and ra- ra- radical gender ideology into our schools, also 1619 Project and all that. It's the left that won't let teachers punish misbehaving students, turning entire classrooms into little more than dangerous zoos. We should not be surprised that they are now hell-bent on defying SCOTUS's anti-affirmative action ruling in their war on merit and excellence. The left will always misdiagnose the real problem in education, rejecting actual solutions in favor of fake ones that make things worse at four times the cost. And they did it with guns, too. It's not the gun that pulls the trigger. It's the mentally ill patient that pulls the trigger. If anything, look at video games and the violence thereof. Um, That could be one thing. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot more to it. Um, so one thing about, uh, everybody's on the RF, RFK wagon. Well, RFK wagon. Yeah. Uh, but it says here, well, the dream was nice while it lasted in two statements, t- uh, yesterday, RFK Jr. backed affirmative action and said he'd sign an assault weapons ban so long as it's good. It's been good to know you. <laughs> so you know, um, he he's a Kennedy. I mean, you well, know, he is a Kennedy. You have to remember that. I mean, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why they're saying it was good while it lasted. Yeah. So here, let's take a listen to this. Um, this is something really sweet that President Trump put out. Remember the choir that got shut down in the Capitol for singing uh, "God Bless America" yes. or the Constitution? Yeah, I, forget I which remember. Song yeah. they were singing, but they were from, I think, South Carolina, and they were up there on a field trip. Mm-hmm. And the Capitol Hill police told them to shut up. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's what President Trump's doing when he goes to South Carolina. Well, I just want to say hello and pay my respects to a very talented group of people. The Rushing Brook Children's Choir, I heard about what happened at the Capitol, and that's a shame. It's a, uh, really, it's a serious thing to have an event like that, such a beautiful uh, time in your lives, and such an important time in your lives to be interrupted in such a way. But we are going to have you in South Carolina, and you're going to sing at a rally for us in front of tens of thousands of people. And we're all going to have a great time together. We love our country. We're going to take care of our country. And we're going to pay respect to those people that love it. And nobody loves it more than you. So, Rushing Brook, remember, South Carolina, at our first rally, it'll be announced soon, and you're going to be there. And thank you for everything. And thank you for loving America. How great is that? Oh, very sweet. That's, that's, that is leadership right there. 
Well, he's um, still leading in the polls, regardless of what the liberals are trying to do. Yeah. All right. So uh, regarding pedophilia, there was this statement um, about a judge. This kind of went viral. This is not brand new. But, you know, we talked about Mel Gibson's new movie coming out and uh, that's talking about human trafficking. And uh, there's just a piece of this right here. This this judge really laid into this guy. Adults ruin and abuse children. These are literally just one step from being babies. They come to a daycare. Those parents struggle so that when they release their children to someone during the day, they have some semblance that that child is going to be protected and safe. Not let alone two of their children being raped by your own admission, sir. So she threw the book at him, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what's happening in Hollywood and elsewhere. That's what's happening in our schools. That's what's happening within the trans community. Mm -hmm. Don't, Don't kid yourself. These trannies are all about sexuality, and exploitation of children. You and think? that's what it is. It's, te- it's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, also, there's a flip side to the Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden corruption. And that is something that is not being talked about quite a bit. And that is this. Uh, the Chinese whistleblowers with close ties with the Chinese Communist Party believe Joe Biden sold out 36 CIA assets inside China while he was vice president. These 36 heroes were allegedly murdered by the CCP. Let's let, take a listen to this this exchange. When Joe Biden was the, uh, the VP, I mean, he really sold out 36 CIA assets in China. These people are Chinese citizens who took great risk to their life to become a CIA asset. And these people know all the secrets between uh, the corrupt government officials in this country and their private deals with the CCP. So these people have been sold out and they were killed. 36 of them, including one pregnant woman, and so these are the great Chinese heroes. There's also these people are also great American uh, heroes. Do you believe, Nicole, that Joe Biden gave the Chinese Communist Party the names of these CIA assets inside China? It is within uh, the sources told us that um, it's when he was the VP, he sold out this 36 CIA assets, including one pregnant woman. And because these people know the secrets and also remember all the engagement policy, all the favorable policies that the previous administration and this uh, administration has been giving to the CCP is another you know, way to give back, to say, hey, you, you enrich my personal pocket and then I'll make a favorable policy. Right. Of course, we know that's happening, right? Um, All right. Where am I going next here? So this is a meme. It says uh, it's Columbo. You like Columbo. Oh, I love Columbo. I love Columbo. You know, it's funny. I didn't watch it when I was a kid when it was actually on. But in more recent years, I like it. Just one more thing. Maxwell was convicted. Max. uh, Gloria Maxwell. What's her name? Uh, just just, just Maxwell. Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell was convicted of well there was some release of documents and that's why this has come up yeah um, people are talking about 
um, some of this inf- the flight manifest, some new information has uh-huh. been coming out. I, I've yet to really vet it, so I can't say, but there are some um, interesting WikiLeaks documents that were reported as being released uh, and uh, with Hillary emails and also the, the, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. So he says, Colombo says, just one more thing. Maxwell was convicted of trafficking kids to no one, right? And that's what's bothering me. Yeah. Is she can't be convicted yeah. if nobody was. If nobody's speaking, nobody's. Uh, if nobody was a John, corroborating. Then who were they trafficking to? To, exactly. Right. I mean, if he was trafficking, they were trafficking to what? No one? Yeah. Or who were they trafficking to? Yeah. And why why doesn't our law enforcement have any interest in finding who that trafficking was to? Right? So this was a interesting um there's a lot of different clips I have. I'm looking at the clock and I'm looking at the time of these clips. Let's take a listen to this one. This is about uh the green agenda. Good evening. I've been a supporter of green energy and a keen environmentalist since my 20s. My office is solar-powered, so I was mortified to discover that a single lithium mine causes millions of tonnes of waste every year laced with sulfuric acid and radioactive uranium, polluting the water supply for 300 years, not to mention the unacceptable human costs with child labour to mine cobalt. When I researched which solar panel to purchase, I did not for one minute consider... It would be made by people trapped in razor wire enclosed labour camps, being exposed to large quantities of quartz dust, which causes silicosis. Please note that the Ethical Consumer Organisation report that it is hard to avoid forced labour in the solar panel supply chain. Wind turbines, which last about 20 years, consume a colossal amount of resources and energy to manufacture and install, not to mention the blight and bird kill. They require diesel engines to start them up and then gallons of oil to lubricate and they can't readily be recycled. Solar panels are also extremely difficult to recycle, costing more than the production of the panel and lithium batteries pose steep challenges too. Add to that the human suffering, which we've all unwittingly been part of just by owning a laptop or mobile phone, which is minimal compared to what's required for an EV or solar farm. These so-called green or ethical solutions aren't solutions at all. Just very good marketing from the $1.5 trillion a year climate change industry. That's $4 billion a day, by the way. None of us can undo what's already been done, but what we can all do is make sure this doesn't escalate exponentially with fleets of unnecessary EVs and acres of solar farms eating up our precious farmland. Not to mention the fact that they get shut down because of hail. True. Uh, They're exposed that way. Um, This was kind of an interesting thing. Confirms formaldehyde, benzene are in smoke coming from Canada. So the people running this world are not elected officials. This the the uh the one that the one clip I wanted to play before we head out of Dodge, by the way, um Greta met with uh Ukraine, big surprise, right? Again, what they've done with this teenager to turn her into some type of celebrity is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. But uh I had this um oh and then um Africans are invading Italy gotta love that there are these people that were sitting there right on the um 
uh, beach as they arrived by ship, which was kind of something. Um, and uh, go ahead, Leonora. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> well, no. It. While you were saying that about uh, Greta, I just, I just think what's happened with her, how she's become an emblem, how she's been exploited, is absolutely insane. And um, you know, and this continues to happen in in our media. The le- the left does this. They find people who look emblematic of something, and they put them out there, and then they will hang them out to dry. When people are done no. with Greta, there will be no more Greta. Okay, I have this Klaus Schwab thing. Who elected this guy and made him boss? I don't know. Listen to this. So, so forum uh, is becoming now. If I look at the future and our role in the global governance system. Um, we will concentrate much more on systems design for the future. Like Singapore is doing so on a more national level, we are doing it on a global level. So we have defined 15 key systems um, for the world. For example, the future, shaping the future, shaping the future of um, um, digital industries, uh, shaping the future of the financial monetary system, shaping the future of health system, shaping the future of socially inclusive um, uh, countries, shaping Behavior. the future of education, and I could um, go on and on. So they, he wants to shape the future of your thoughts, yep. your health, yep. your f- money. Yep. He wants Your to shape everything. <laughs> he just wants to shape it all. Yeah. Right? It's absolutely stunning. And we're letting them do that by, through social media. So uh, they're starting to push back, though. Someone pours milk all over the heads of just stop oil protesters in Europe. Man, the, the Europe is having none of this, right? It's just absolutely crazy. And did you know that... Biden impeachment was passed on the floor uh, and headed to committee for consideration. But nobody talks about it. They're passing it to uh, be brought into committees. Um, And this guy, 36 seconds, I have time for this, is a black guy saying this about the affirmative action ruling. The Supreme Court just struck down affirmative action, which is a great thing because that make us equal across the playing field. You know what it's also gonna do? It's gonna have families talking more at the dinner table, spending more time with their kids doing homework, making sure they go the extra mile to get where they wanna be at. No more hand-me-downs. You don't need a crutch. You don't need a, a walker to accomplish goals. You have a brain. Without affirmative action, you're gonna have to use this. Have a good one. Wow, that's well said. That's that's brilliant and simple at the same time. Absolutely. So we are making progress every step of the way. There are just chips, chips and nuggets. Just, but it's a we're in a cultural war. We're in a war against globalism. We're in a constant struggle, a perpetuating struggle, and we have to be vigilant. We have to be skeptical. We have to do our research. We have to find truth and. You know, we just got to keep stepping forward. That's what we have to do. 
and one step at a time. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to The Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Make a donation if you can. Use Red State over at MyPillow. My name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonor Corvetta. We'll see you next time on Just a the Just a very Mac cheese right up to date.